Welcome to this faith-inspiring message from Living Streams UK. We hope you are blessed. Most people have a home where they would normally abide. But to abide in Christ means something more. In this episode, let's think about abiding in Christ. Friends, may I suggest to you that to abide in Christ as we looked at earlier on in the previous episode means to remain in place. The original Greek word from which abide is translated suggests being in the same place and in the same condition without moving away. And so to abide in Christ is something of importance to the Christian that is to you and to me. First of all, let's look into the Bible to see what it means for us to abide in Him. First of all, to abide in Christ means that we walk as He walked. The Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 2 and the verse number 6, He says, He that says he abides in Him ought himself also to walk even as He walked. And so to abide in Him is to walk like Christ. What that means is to think like Him. It also means to act like Him. That is almost like putting on the very character of Christ. And by the help of His Holy Spirit at work in you, this is what it means to abide in Him. So that by His Spirit, we put on the Lord Jesus in everything that we think, in all that we do, in our actions, in our thought life, to walk as he walked. The second thing I want to draw your attention to of what it means to abide in Christ is that we don't habitually live in sin. Over here, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 3 and the verse number 6, that whosoever abides in him does not sin. Whosoever sins has not seen him, neither known him. So the construction of the Greek behind both occurrences of sinning is actually in the present tense, the idea of something that is almost habitual, something that is done continually. And so sin in the life of the Christian must not be the rule of their lives. Sin becomes the exception. And so I want to encourage you listening to me today that to abide in Christ is to stay away from a lifestyle of sin. It means to live in Him. It means to be like Him, to think like Him, to be Christ-like in our character. And that is what it means to abide in Him. Let's look at the third one, and I'll be very quick on this one. Really powerful. To abide in Him means to continue in His Word. And I want to draw your attention to the book of John, chapter 8 and the verse number 31. Over here, the writer says, If you continue in my Word, then are you my disciples indeed. Now, these are the words of Christ. So, if you continue in my Word, then are you my disciples indeed. Now, the word continue that the English translation uses is the word mino in the Greek, which is also translated abide. 
And so Jesus is essentially saying, if you abide in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. It means to abide in him is to continue in his word. It is to hold fast to his word. It is to continue to hold on to his promises, to hold on to him and to obey his word. That is one other meaning of abiding in Christ. I want to challenge you today to be those that abide in his word. I want to challenge us today to be hungry for his word, to yearn after his word, to make his word our daily food, to really feast on his word, to abide and continue in him. Oh, I love it when the Bible says in 1 John chapter 2 and the verse number 17, it says, He that does the will of God abides forever. So abiding in him is keeping his word, continuing in his word, feasting on his daily food for your soul. That is one way of abiding in the Lord. Your Christianity is without power if you don't abide in the word of God. Your Christianity is without influence if you don't abide in God's word concerning you. Your Christianity is powerless. It is without any kind of character if we don't abide in him. And to abide in him, the Bible here says, is to continue in his word, to live by the word, to eat the food of the word, to live by the word. Oh, what a beauty. How powerful. How wonderful. I love this. I love this. Let's look at the fourth one, which is really important for you and for me today. To abide in Christ also means that we bear fruit. Now, what does that mean to bear fruit at all? What, what, you know, what does that mean? There are five ways by which we can bear fruit. And I want to share these with you. Number one is to bear the fruit of praise and worship. According to Hebrews chapter 13 and the verse number 15, the Bible says, Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips that give thanks to his name. Oh, what a blessing. And so to bear fruit, one way by which we can bear fruit in Christ is to offer praise and worship with our lips unto him. May your lifestyle be a lifestyle of praise and worship. May our Christian walk be one in which we are constantly in the spirit of worship and praise unto our Lord. Perhaps if you are driving your car, you could be in a mood of worship unto God. Maybe if you are walking down the street or you were on the public transport or something, or maybe taking a run you know, as you listen to this message, you could also tune your, your mind in a state of worship and praise. Praise is one fruit by which we can bear for the Lord our God. So it is to bear the fruit of praise and worship. That is one way of bearing fruit. Another important one, number two, you know, of how we can bear fruit is what is called the fruit of character. Now the fruit of character, we can see this uh, as the Holy Spirit works in us in Galatians chapter 5 and the verse number 22 to the verse number 23, which is what is referred to as the fruit of the Spirit. Now the Bible says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, 
joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And so the fruit of the Spirit works character in us. And so one way by which we can be fruit bearers for Jesus is to bear the fruit of character. Can you imagine a life of joy, a life of love, a life of peace, of patience, being kind, of goodness, of faithfulness, of gentleness, and of self-control? That is a spirit-filled life. And that is what we must trust the Lord and yield to his spirit to begin to work in us. So the fruit of character is something that we can all bear as we depend on his spirit. Another important fruit that we can bear is what is referred to as the fruit of charity. You know, the fruit of charity uh, in Philippians chapter 4 and the verse number 17. Actually, if we read from verse 16, we can see the Bible says, For even in Thessalonica you sent a gift more than once for my needs. Not that I seek the gift itself, but I seek for the profit which increases to your account. Now over here, Apostle Paul is writing to the Philippian church. This particular church has been helpful in his ministry. They kept supporting him. They kept giving out of their charity uh, to Paul the Apostle to support his work in the ministry. And so they, they bore a fruit which was the fruit of charity. They were givers. They kept giving when they saw a need, they would try to give to meet that need. And so in our lives also today, you and I can also bear this fruit of charity by our giving. When we see a need, we want to give to be able to meet that need if it is within our capability. And so I want to encourage us also to, to bear this fruit of charity Another fruit is the fruit of conduct, the fruit of conduct. That is the way we behave, the way we order our lives, isn't it? So let's look at Colossians chapter 1 and the verse number 10. The writer says, So that you will walk in the manner worthy of the Lord, to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And so one way by which we bear fruit is by our conduct, to walk in the way that is worthy of the Lord, to bear fruit in good works, as the Bible here says, to bear fruit in the way we order ourselves in our good works and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now, let me pause over there and explain that these good works that the Bible is talking about here in the New Testament are the good works of faith. They are not the good works that some believe you do and then that leads to your salvation. Now you and I know that our own good works cannot save us. In fact, the Bible says, your righteous works are like filthy rags before me. And this is what God is saying. Why? Because his holiness, his righteousness is something that the human nature by itself cannot attain. So whatever good we think we can do, it is only a filthy rag before the Lord, before a holy God. And so the righteousness that you have is the imputed righteousness of Christ Jesus, having carried away your sin and my sin. And so by our trust in Christ, God sees us as righteous. 
and by our lifestyle in him we are able to do the works of faith which is what the scripture is talking about over here so it is not works unto salvation it is works of faith after you are saved and so the bible here is clear that we must walk worthy of the lord to please him in all respects bearing fruit in every good work and increasing and increasing in the knowledge of god so one way back which we bear fruit is also to increase in the knowledge of god may i challenge you to be hungry to grow in your knowledge of the lord how do you grow in him spend time with him the more time you spend with someone the more you get to know them isn't it and so if you spend a lot more time digging into his word if you spend a lot more time listening to his message you know like this podcast as an example you know and not just taking what i say but going back into the scripture you know to 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 make references and to try to really get to know the lord at a personal level that is one way by which you can become a fruit bearer for the lord our god finally to bear fruit is also to bear the fruit of souls the fruit of souls in fact if you look at first corinthians chapter 16 and the verse number 15 apostle paul says now i urge you brethren you know the household of stephanas that they were the first fruits of asia now he calls the household of stephanas the first fruits of asia having uh, uh, you know been saved as the first to be saved in asia he calls them the first fruits so we can bear the fruit of souls by drawing others to the saving knowledge of jesus christ our lord i want to encourage you if you're a christian listening to me today to begin to think of how you can be a fruit bearer you can bear fruit by your praise and worship you can bear fruit by your character you can bear fruit by your conduct you can bear fruit by your charity you can also bear fruit by your saving of souls by reaching out to souls you can also be a fruit bearer i pray that you are a fruit bearer and you bear more and more fruit you bear much fruit john chapter 15 and the verse number five in fact i would encourage you to read john chapter 15 verses 2 all the way to the verse number 5 where you can see that we are challenged to be not just fruit bearers but to be those who bear more fruit and to be those who bear much fruit so there is always an opportunity to grow in our fruit bearing for the lord our god so if you abide in him you can be a fruit bearer so to abide in him ladies and gentlemen as we have looked at is to walk as he walked number one Number two, to abide in him means to not habitually live in sin. Number three, to abide in him means to continue in his word. Number four, to abide in him means to be those who bear fruit. And how do we bear fruit? We bear fruit by our praise and worship. We bear fruit by our character. We bear fruit by our conduct. We bear fruit by our charity. And we bear fruit by our souls, by you know, reaching out to the lost, by our saving of souls. The Lord bless and keep you. If you are listening to me for the very first time today, 
you also might want to be a fruit bearer for God. You also might want to abide in Him. To abide in Him, there is a first step, is to first of all acknowledge that you are not able to save yourself and to acknowledge that God has done the work of salvation on your behalf. And so to do so, I would want you to invite Jesus into your heart as your Savior and Lord. And you might want to pray this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I recognize that I cannot save myself. I know that I am a sinner. Please forgive me my sin. I accept Jesus, your offer of salvation for my life. I believe that he took my sin away when he died on the cross of Calvary. But on the third day, you rose, you raised him up from the dead so that if I trust in him, I also can rise into newness of life. From today, I put my trust in Jesus. I confess Jesus as Lord and Savior over my life. Make me yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to support you in your Christian journey. Please, if you've prayed a prayer, get in touch with us and we are here to help you. The Lord bless and keep you. Please keep sharing this podcast. I'll see you again in the next one. this message has blessed you. Do visit us at uklsi.org for more information. God bless you and we look forward to hearing from you.